Good morning and welcome to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate team, sitting here with Becky Ivins. Good morning, everybody. Uh, what a great day it is today. And we are, we have no guest. It's you and me, Mark. It's you and, and me and callers. And callers and realtor callers. I'm going to invite my realtor friends to call in uh, because we're talking about the outlook what is real estate in the Oklahoma City metro area look like for 2023? So if you have an opinion on this or if you have a question, do call. And it's 840-1000. 405-840-1000. You can call in, join the conversation. Because we get asked all the time, is it a great time to sell? Is it a great time to buy? Uh People feel like it's, it seems like a lot of people think of real estate like surfing. Like you, you have to find the perfect wave, that perfect time. And they're looking, they want to forecast. They want a surfing forecast. Well, I like that analogy, you know, uh, because some people need to move and others times you don't have to move, but you want to move. So the last couple of years have been a need-to-move atmosphere. A lot of people had to work from home or got to work from home, however you look at that. Uh, And so they needed a bigger space because they had to have a quiet room to work from. Uh, The child care centers were closed. Kids were home. Schools were closed. Uh, so, uh, some of the move was out of necessity. A lot of the move was out of necessity. Uh, that seems to be pretty much over now. Uh, and, but during that period of time, they got, that prices kept rising. The appreciation of properties went up, 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 up. Huge for the metro. But they, the interest rates, were so low that a buyer could afford to purchase a lot more house on a monthly payment basis. Cash was not king. And um, on in almost every market, cash is king because there's no financing contingencies, no appraisal value problems or repair issues for that an appraiser would require. So if you have cash typically in a normal market that means a lot. It did not mean much over the last two years because why would you sell a house for 200000 for cash when you could get 220 from someone else that was getting financing? But a lot of people were pushed out of the market because they didn't have enough cash to cover the appraisal gap. Well, yes. and that was, and it was. I mean, it's the first time that I that I've saw an appraisal gap in this market. Um, there's, it's not something that we saw very often. We no, it was a rarity. Yeah, I mean, it's been around for a long time. The appraisal gap guarantee is what we call it. Uh, 
and that's if the property does not appraise for the amount I offered for it, then I will come up with the difference in cash so that this Mr. Seller, you are still going to get your money even if your property does not appraise. Yeah. And so those offers were chosen more often than not because they would go for a higher price. Yeah. And that's one of the things that maybe that's our my first prediction for 2023 is we don't we're not really we're going it's kind of back to normal with the appraisal gap with that Things are selling at market price. Um, they're not selling above appraisal price. It would be rare. There are certain neighborhoods now, always, always that right. are very, very popular. And they're little niche places in the metro where they don't have much turnover. So to get into that neighborhood uh, – there's not comps in the neighborhood because it doesn't turn over. So someone has to go outside the neighborhood for comparable properties, an appraiser does. Yeah. And the subject property doesn't quite reach the level that a buyer's willing to pay for it, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And, so. it, and it goes back to what has historically been the normal thing we hear from real estate is location, location, location. It is back to being neighborhood driven do you know that the location over the last couple of years kind of morphed a little bit because <laughs> people were willing to if there was a house for sale that they could afford they were willing to go outside their specific target area in order to get into a house they yeah. could afford yeah well that's going to change there there was you you had um so if you weren't out looking at houses over the past couple of years when there was a house for sale, there was often people lined up, ready to view this house. Um, on the you know the day it went live, it was you would have lines outside the house. Sure. And that is you, you know would, yeah people making offers on the houses, uh, before they ever saw them. Yeah. So, but the interest rates interest rates are a big deal right now. And why don't we see if our friends at SWBC Mortgage have anything to say? In MLS number one one nine seven seven four zero. We have Matt McLean from SWBC Mortgage on the line with us. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Becky. How are you doing? Doing well. Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year to you. Um, we're talking about the market for 2023 in the metro, Oklahoma City metro area, and right. what can be expected uh, mortgages. Now, I want to ask you a couple more things other than just uh, interest rates. Sure. Okay. That I mean, interest rates, they're hovering at about, what, seven? No, um, mid to to high sixes. Um, I locked a conventional loan just a couple of days ago at six and a half percent, paying a one percentage point. So yeah, we're right in that six and a half to seven range. Okay. So, uh, do you expect that to hold for the year? Oh goodness! <clears throat> you know what? Um, our team does. Experts do as well. So, yeah, I, we're going to be in the interest rate environment we're in today, you know, 
probably at least until summer, if not through the entire year. And with that, like that seems to be the consensus from from most, and nobody can say for sure. This no, is not. No. This is don't have know, the crystal. Nobody ball, has right. the crystal ball. I keep telling everyone I've got the crystal ball. <laughs> I inherited that from my mother in law. She has a be- had a beautiful crystal ball, and it's now on my desk. Uh, oh. But everything I it's got the tiniest little bubble in it, and everything I seem to need to see is right beyond the bubble. So, <laughs> so I have to rely on uh, staying in touch with the market. I think we're going to see the high fives this year. Uh, I don't think we'll see those for very long. So my advice is, if you can get a five point anything, uh, lock it in. Be ready to jump. Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, right. And I think that they will level out. And by year's end, my guess is they're going to be right at six and a half to seven and a half. Hovering, you know, half a point side of the seven percent range. Yeah, hopefully we're through the volatility that we experienced this year, right? But just continuing increasing interest rates, and and I think we are. But yeah, they may fluctuate up and down slightly, but um, I think feds, we're in this market. For yeah, the a feds do not predict. They have a clever way of saying it. Uh, they're not uh, expecting the interest rate increases to continue they, they that's expected to be toned down well that means if it's the increases are toned down it means there's still going to be increases but yeah, just not you know, as a, not as fast that's a very good point because mortgage rates there's not a direct correlation with the fed fund rate um and our rates mortgage rates tend to respond or react to predicted increases so um you know there's not a if fed's raising rates we don't always see mortgage rates go up and um vice versa now matt historically kind of this six and a half seven somewhere around there has kind of been historically that's kind of the average uh interest rate point isn't it it's kind of a place that things are kind of but mark nobody level. Nobody in the house buying market cares about historically. They care about what is it right now because that's going to affect me. Uh, I, I, and yes, I'm sure, Matt, it is historically hovering in that 7% range probably, right, over the last? High sevens, yeah, last yeah. 20, 30 years, yeah. high sevens, right. Well, that's where the buyer can feel like they're getting gypped. Like, I've, I've missed the wave. The wave was there. Hey, they this did is, miss, let's face it, they missed the wave. That was a huge wave. It was huge. But this wave is Calabonga. not a bad wave. Calabonga is, huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tidal wave. There was also right. downsides to that wave for the buyers. Like I, I've had, I had so many buyers that couldn't buy because they didn't have the right loan, because they didn't have enough cash, because they didn't have. There was, there was down, there was that wave crashed on some buyers. And Matt, I want you to come on in the next week or two because I want you to talk about any new mortgage products that are out there. Uh, yes, we need to do that. Yes, absolutely. We the new loan amounts, do. new products, you know, the closing cost assistance programs, we, we definitely need to go over and, that. And, and there's talk about a 40-year mortgage, so. Whoa. 
We appreciate Matt McLean from SWBC Mortgage. If you want to contact Matt and Dean Riddell at 405-858-7770, that's 858-7770, or go to BeckyIvans.com, click on Becky's Favorites, and you'll see SWBC Mortgage right there at the top. Matt McLean, thank you as always. Thank you. Have a good show. We'll be right back with more about 2023 real estate market in central Oklahoma, right here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. We're talking what's happening in 2023 in the Oklahoma, central Oklahoma real estate market. If you want to join the conversation, you can give us a call at 405-840-1000. That's 840-1000. Let's talk about uh, the price of homes. The Over the last, what, two years, mm-hmm. uh, homes prices have risen by 30% in the central Oklahoma. Yeah, if you take all property types and you say, what's the average sales price within our market, uh, our listening market here, um, in January of 2020, the average home price was 198000 712. Okay, and we're talking residential. Residential. Okay, because commercial has lagged behind, by the way. Uh, but it, so just re- all residential types, meaning uh, a farm with a house on it, a condo, a patio home, single family, half a duplex, that kind of yep. thing. Okay. Um, so. Went from one ninety right just under two hundred. Yep. To just over three hundred. Then August of two thousand twenty two, the average sales price for that month was three hundred and three thousand four hundred and thirty eight. So mm-hmm. three hundred and three thousand and change. Okay. So that's a huge increase. Yeah. Um huge. I mean, you but the rest of the country was doing exactly the same right. thing. There were we felt like we had increased at such a high rate that nobody was going to buy because we're not used to that kind of market. I mean, you get that in California and New York. You get that in resort areas in Florida, sometimes Las Vegas. But you don't get that in central Oklahoma, that real high highs and real low lows. I remember going to a conference with you, Becky, a couple years back because you're a part of a group that is – kind of the elite of elite real estate agents from different markets and you have an advantage of communicating. I remember talking with the realtor from Miami that was works the condos. Oh, Roman. 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 Yeah. And we were talking with him about the volatility of those Miami condos because they, they they dramatically go up. He's known as Mr. Downtown Miami. Uh, and he does. He sells most all of those properties. Yeah. So, uh, but Renee Butler is also in that uh, East Coast, and their their property prices are much more volatile. And then Monica Reynolds over in San Diego, uh, same thing. Right. I mean, but in Central Oklahoma. Of course, I was on a. I think you were on that call too with Josh Roy out of mm-hmm. Wichita. Yep. This week, and he said, "Well, we're not Oklahoma City, but this." And I'm going, 
he was referring to the fact that our home prices are so much higher than the Wichita home prices. And I said, wow, Josh, I have never, I don't, I think that's the first time I've ever heard anyone, uh, price envy on the upper end (laughs) for Oklahoma City. Because it's one of the great things that make Oklahoma a great place to live is the affordability of homes. Uh, absolutely. There was an article that came out yesterday that I marked, If I, but I'll, I'll find it uh, over the break and bring it to you about Oklahoma City being uh, voted the most stable real estate market. Oh. Because see, everybody else, I, we went up 30% in two years. Other markets went up way more. Yeah. Hundred percent, some of them. Yep. So, if you were going to buy a house for six hundred thousand dollars, it's likely to be one point two million, right? Yeah. So that makes it really hard to get into the housing market. But our prices, I think, are prices in the most sought-after neighborhoods in our metro are going to continue to go up a little bit. The rate of acceleration of the pricing, I think, is coming down. Uh, well, it has come down mm-hmm. for sure. In fact, the average house prices have come down 9% since August. So that's quite a lot. Well, what we're seeing is in, in we're sought-after sought neighborhoods, um, uh, sought-out in very popular areas, are still getting multiple offers, are still getting... I know. People are so surprised at that sometimes. Right. Because we still... I mean, I listed a house yesterday. It went hit the market. I, I could tell when it hit the market because my phone rang. <laughs> I was in the car with you, actually, yeah. and then and people were going, okay, I want to see it. No, I don't need to see it. I'm just going to bring you an offer. Uh, so... But it's a good price range, an affordable price range, even at the higher interest rates. And whereas everybody could afford, I mean, the mass of the people could afford a $300,000 house when the interest rate was 3.5%. But now that the interest rate is more like 7%, you're, you can only afford a two hundred thousand yeah. dollar house, maybe slightly less, because the more the monthly payments are so much. Makes makes a difference. So when it comes to the average sales price, do you think we are uh, as a whole going to kind of stabilize? You think it's retreating? I well, it it has retreated in the fall of each year. It retreats a little bit anyway. So August because we have normal seasonal fluctuations yes, in prices. But it's usually more like two or three percent. Yeah. Uh this year it's nine percent because we were so over inflated. It's kinda like in the stock market when they have a correction because everything went too high too quick, this balloon and it doesn't have to pop. You can just deflate it a little bit. Yeah. If you feel the tension in the market and consumers have felt the tension in the market, well then rather than hold that super inflated balloon and risk it being burst if it bumps into government, the governmental decision, (laughs) Uh, you might deflate it a little bit and it has more elasticity and it can flow back and forth and react to the actual market. Yeah. So when, what, what, uh, 
what type of statistics do you look at to try to gate? What what do you really keep a hold of? Well, and I do this every day, by the way, because you can't just do this once a year and figure things out. Uh, I look at how many new listings there are on the market, where those new listings are, how much new construction there is going on, how much new construction starts there are. Uh, you have to look at... I mean, the unemployment rate, you wouldn't think a realtor would care, but that's a big a deal. Big yeah. It really influences our market, the unemployment rate, the uh, shopping styles that people have. I expect this year, instead of buying a new house, we're going to see home improvements in a lot of people because they're sitting on a 3%. Yeah. Do you know that? Two-thirds of the folks that have mortgages have 4% or less interest rate. That's amazing. So it's hard to give that up. So you might add on a room. We'll be back with more after this news break on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. News Radio 1000 KTOK. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate Team, and I'm here with Becky Ivins, and we are talking about what's happening in 2023. And it's time for our word of the day. Our word of the day is brought to you by Robbins Roofing, where their word every day is trust. You can trust Robbins Roofing from a small repair to a complete replacement. You can give them a call at 728-3700. That's 405-728-3700. Becky, do you have our word of the day? Barely. Almost <laughs> forgot about it. How about appreciation? We're talking about the appreciation. Well, I appreciate that. Okay. I think that's a different use of that word. It is a different use, but... Uh, home appreciation relates to the increased value over a period of time. Like a raised value of a property can lead uh, to the owner making a profit, profit when they sell. Appreciation does not mean much if you don't sell, if you're not selling your property. Isn't that interesting? Uh, what, ex- well, it does mean well, that you got to pay more taxes. insurance and taxes uh, if you're property appreciates that's where appreciation is like a double-edged sword mainly it's a wonderful thing it's a wonderful thing when you're in the market to sell Mm -hmm. when you're in the market to buy not so much so i expect our appreciation level in real estate to be held to a normal for oklahoma and normal is about two and a half to three percent and i expect it not to go up more than that and i don't expect it to go down much more than that i think it would be uh real odd unless there's another pandemic or something uh if it were if we go up or down more than about three percent this year yeah you know i've heard a lot of people or several people i should say who have said to me well i'm just going to wait until things come calm down or prices come down that's and pretty, that's pretty funny i'm gonna isn't be it? on the sidelines well i will tell you pnc mortgage which 
was a product of Sears and Roebuck Company back in the day, long, long, long time ago. Matt McLean and Dean Riddell will remember that. <clears throat> but anyway, PNC Mortgage did something back a study. This is an old study. I don't know of any new studies. haven't looked for them. But of the people that did not lock in their interest rate, they were going to go with the market, uh, 75% of the consumers paid a higher interest rate when they failed to lock in than those that locked in when they made their loan application. So the market interest rates tend to go up. Uh, but when they're real volatile, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think our prices are going to pretty much stay stable is, is my prediction on it. Well, because stable. the inventory is not, is still, there's not a flood of inventory out there. Well, we have an extremely low inventory. And it's been that way pre, pre pandemic. We had a low inventory. Yes. And we're going to have. A lower inventory this year is what I predict. Uh, but you mentioned stable. There's a new study out that ranked Oklahoma City as one of the most stable housing markets in the U.S. Uh, so, I mean, that's something to cheer about. It's, we are, we were in a hot real estate market, meaning a seller's market. Buyers were in a frenzy to purchase. Now, is that going to continue in 2023? I doubt it, uh, except for the fact that there is going to be uh, interest rates are higher. Inventory is lower than it was. I, I mean, you can look that up, but how much, how many homes are on the market now and what, how many months supply? We talk about a balanced market being six months. I think our balanced market right now would be more like a four month supply of homes on the market. And I think we're at about two and a half right now. Yeah. 2.3. 2.3. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's if nobody lists another house, mathematically speaking, because there's going to be an oddball house sitting out there. That's not going to sell. But mathematically speaking, we would run out of inventory in 2.3 months. Now, in the height of our market over this last couple of years, the lowest I think we went was 0. 0.8. 0. 0.8. 0.8 yep. months supply yeah. of homes because we had a lot of buyers out yeah. there. But we didn't have homes for sale. So if nobody listed another home in, say, 20 three or 24 days, 25 days, we would not have any listings at all. And back in 2019, we were at two and a half months. So we're, we're, we're about at where we were. Historically, six months is kind of the average. <clears throat> so we have been in a really good market. And some folks who have been in real estate for, you know, five years or less, you it's hard to get a historical perspective because your history doesn't go back that far and as a profession. Uh, and 
So you, you kind of need to learn to look at the different numbers and know kind of where the market is, kind of have a feel for it. Now, we've not seen appraisal gap guarantees on a regular basis until this last couple of years. Uh, I think it's in the vernacular now, so I think we're going to see that. I don't think we're going to see the $50,000 appraisal gap guarantees. I think we're going to see a $3,000 appraisal gap yeah. someone offering three thousand over list price and will guarantee that they'll come up with an extra three thousand in cash above appraisal i think another thing that we won't see anymore is the purchasing without inspection oh boy yeah. that was a that was one that uh, it, that that was bit a lot of people didn't it oh my gosh but that's what they had to do to get the house yep Right? Saying I will accept this house as is, no inspections. Which I'll we take never, it. we never advise that. No. We always advise inspections, but we're not the boss of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went through this with some folks yesterday. They're going, well, but you told us we had to do this, and I said, did I really? <laughs> I mean, do I never tell people they have to do anything because yeah. it's their choice what yeah. to do. Yeah. I can advise. I can counsel. On real estate matters, but I will never tell you you have to do something. You may land in court if you don't do it, uh, but that's your choice. Yeah. That's one of those things that realtors, we can forget. We are not a party in the contract. No. There are two parties in a contract, the buyer, the seller. Yep. And a lot of people, most realtors actually say, well, the buyer's this and the buyer's that. And the sellers, plural, and the buyer of a property is actually singular. There is one buyer. There is one buyer, whether it is a single person or an entity or a couple or, or a thruple. It's, yeah, a thruple. <laughs> it is a single buyer. Is, is that six of them because a quadruple and a multiple? That is not our word of. That's not our word of the day, and I will not define it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, We've got other outlooks to go on. Uh, other than, I mean, we've kind of talked about inventory, which is yeah. going to be low. We've talked about interest rate that is uh, affecting the market. What else could we talk about that might influence? Let's talk about that when we come back. We'll be right back with this on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move News Radio 1000 KTOK. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. It's time for our smoking hot deal. Hot, hot, hot. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Oh, Lord. Our smoking hot deal is brought to you by Casa Perico Mexican Grill, located on the south corner of 122nd and Penn, and on 63rd, just west of Meridian, and in Yukon on Route 66. Okay. Our smoking hot deal. Let's talk about the two houses we listed at the end of the day yesterday because they are really good buys. And I know that because investors have already called. Uh, 417 Northwest 50th is just east of McGinnis High School, right on 50th. There by that Chartel Post Office. Everybody knows where that is. North of Crown Heights. It's a become a very popular area this house has not had updates to speak of 
mechanically it's in good condition as i understand i sold this house to a guy in 1996 and talked to him last year and he said he wasn't doing well and would uh to stay in touch because he'd need to sell his house and his son called and told us i'm ready to sell dad's house Uh. so uh it's a two-bedroom, uh, one bathroom, and it's but it's big. It's uh, just over fifteen hundred square feet. This is where investors are coming back into the market now, and this would be a great home for investment because rents are still very good in the metro area. They're not super inflated. They're just good rents, a good return on your money, and most people say, well. I require a six or seven percent cap rate. So that means you're making that much interest on your money after you've paid expenses. Yeah. Basically. Uh, then, so that's 128,000. I want to tell you about another one though, because it won't be around next week at this time. Uh, since I'm making predictions, right? <laughs> um, and that is 2117 Northwest 113th Street. Now, that is one house off of Penn in the Penn Park area. So this is near the Stonegate neighborhood, Stonegate, Camelot, uh, and really popular. Gone up a lot in value over the last several years. Uh, It's just very conveniently located. I mean, you go up to Memorial on Penn, you've got every eatery you could imagine, the mall, the theater, the, I mean, there's just a lot up there, Top Golf, Cabela's, all the eating places in the new Chisholm Creek area. So it is strategically located. This is priced at 185 and that, uh, I talked to two investors last night and both were surprised at the price of the property. Uh, so, if you're wanting a smoking hot deal in that Penn Park area, you need to contact us today. Yep. It's nearly 1,800 square feet, three-bedroom, two-bath, built in 1972. And if you want to see either one of these smoking hot deals, you can go to BeckyIvans.com, click on Search Listings. You can take your own virtual tour, or you can click and schedule a tour for yourself. We do have uh, – both investors said, well, I don't even think I need to see it. And I said, well, let me send you – a virtual tour that you can literally walk through the house if you care if you wonder well what's that ceiling like in that room or yeah. what light fixture what kind of flooring is in here uh how close is the master bedroom to the backyard or the street or something like that you can tell that you just walk through the house so that's a really good thing so look at the virtual tours there's our smoking hot deals brought to you by casa perico so, but that kind of brings us to what we're, we're seeing investors come back into the market very heavily because mm-hmm. they kind of sat on the sidelines when everything was escalating. And a lot of investors sold their investment properties during that time period. I did. <laughs> I sold about half my properties. Uh, I just figured they're never going to be worth as much as they are now. Yeah. Uh, so the ones that I didn't want to deal with, I sold. Well, and what happened then is a lot of those went to single-family home that that it was in, in uh, owner-occupied rental turned to owner-occupied. Yes, the number of rental homes then went down, which keeps rental prices and up. rental prices went up. Yes, so uh, 
I think I think I positioned myself for some really good buys this year, frankly, because I think cash buyers will snag a good deal this year. Mm. Uh, so, you know, and I think it'll be later in the year. I don't think it's going to be early, but I think cash will start to mean something more a little bit later. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to have any problems with getting properties appraised because appraisals are based on historic data. So they go back 90 days, six months, whatever they have to do to find comparable properties that have sold. And since property prices have, you know, we've re kind of had this correction to where our prices are not as high as they were in August of last year. And we're still using August data yeah. for our appraisals. So getting a property appraised should not be as big a deal. But in if the market starts depreciating going down in value uh and nobody feels like it is right now but if it does then appraisers start using pending properties and active properties in addition to sold properties in their appraisals it's not unusual in a market that has been really high and it starts settling down a little bit there's not it's not unusual to see nine properties as comparables on appraisals, you'll get like three sold, three pending, and three active properties. So, because they're not going to appraise it at a value based on properties that sold in August last year entirely, they're going to see, well, what are people paying now? And what are people hoping to get, you know, active? Yeah. And that's one of the things. So, you kind of get a glimpse into behind the scenes of real estate that there is. We work, we don't work with appraisers, but we kind of work alongside of appraisers. And sometimes there's tension between real estate agents and appraisers. Oh, very over, often. Yeah. yeah real what often. is this? Cause real estate agent goes, this, you know, this home should be valued at 300,000. And well, appraiser goes, there's nothing that's sold anywhere around the there. The most aggravating appraisers to me are those that are on the VA. Uh, list of appraisers because you don't get any kind of choices and sometimes they'll have someone from way outside the area come in like wichita falls uh or you know enid and come to oklahoma city they don't know the area they're just taking up slack because a lot of homes have sold and so they're they don't know the nuances of well you can't use that neighborhood even if it is adjacent uh yeah, that is completely different, but they may not know that if they're from outside. Mm -hmm. Right, because homes don't sell for as much there. They sell yeah. for, for less there, whatever yeah. it is. Do uh, you know the another key point that we uh, need to kind of say is that it is a good time to buy a home if you need to buy a home or if you don't own a home. I mean, it's a great market to enter the home buying market if you've not owned before because uh, you can afford the interest rate. It's not what it was a year ago, but you can afford it. Uh, people with their salaries uh, for the size home, it's it's an affordable interest rate. The uh, I will tell you that you need right now you need a very skilled realtor. It is a skill set market. Okay. Because 
days are gone now where the plethora of people entered the real estate market over the last two years. And so long as you could get a listing, you were going to make some money because it would sell. Well, that's not going to be the case. We're already beginning to see buyers asking the seller to pay some of their closing costs. Mm -hmm. So that is, it's not a buyer's market yet. And what is the difference in a seller's market and a buyer's market? It's who commands the price. Yeah. And we've had a seller's market over the last couple of years because uh, there there was a slight bit of negotiation, but with appreciating prices, it is a seller's market. Now, the price is slowing down, getting more stable, and the uh, buyer asking for concessions of the seller, well, that is a balanced market because – not all, not even half the homes, I mean, maybe 10%, might have a slight seller concession right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're not seeing huge seller concessions. We are seeing some seller seller concessions. But it's, it's a matter of the ebb and flow of um, supply and demand that, you know, if a buyer has 10 houses to choose from that are all alike, then they can they're in command. Uh, if the seller has ten buyers to choose from because they have ten different offers, they're in command. And right now, it it, it really seems to be kind of even. It's, and it, but it greatly depends on the neighborhood. Well, and the last thing I wanted to address is we are going to see sellers selling mortgages mm. instead of their house. Because if they're sitting on a 3% mortgage that is assumable, and those would be FHA and VA mortgages are the only ones that are assumable. But if you're sitting on those, well, in the 184 and the yeah. RD loan, the rural development loan. But if you're sitting on a house with a 3% interest rate, if it's worth 200000 you might be able to sell it for 230 because you're selling your mortgage rate that they get to assume. As always, Becky, has been great conversation with you. Thank you, listener, for being with us here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move News Radio 1000 KTOK.